Thanks for listening to the New Life Church Searcy podcast. If you'd like to get connected to what God is doing at the Searcy campus, you can text the word Searcy to 88000. There you can give online, get connected to a life group, find your place in a serve team, and so much more. You can also find today's message notes in the YouVersion Bible app. Just tap the link in the episode description to follow along during the sermon and save notes directly to your phone. Now prepare your hearts to hear a great word from God today. How are y'all today? Good. Welcome, you guys. Welcome, everyone online. Um, Y'all, this weekend was amazing. Um, I will hopefully share, I will share later just some wins that we've had from VBS, but we kind of wanted to do a panel today to bring a little bit of perspective from different, a little bit of conversation and information from different perspectives. Um, Some of it spurred from VBS and what we did uh, this weekend, and some of it just some really good heart conversations um, as a family uh, that we can have together and with our kids Um, So I kind of want to introduce our panel today first, and then we'll just kind of get into it. So this is Cass Hall. I, um, you probably don't know this, I don't know if I've said this to you, but I've I've always said I want to be like Cass when I grow up. Um, Obviously, I'm way older than she is, um, but, and my kids are grown and almost gone out of the house. Um, But I just, I love the way that that you parent, and I love the, I just, I look, I look up to you so much, and I respect you so much. I'm going to try not to cry, um, but anyway, so I want to be like Cass. She's amazing. Uh, she works in our Kid Life and Little Life uh, ministries, and she's just an all-around awesome person, so this is um, Colby Emerson. Colby is um, an awesome person, too. <laughs> I've known his family for quite a long time, uh, but he um, is our 412 pastor, and you guys that have 412 students, y'all know you love Colby. He's amazing, um, so he's going to have a little bit to say to us today um, about that area. Um, and then we have Casey Walker. Um, she is, um, gosh, y'all, so she serves in our 412 some and with our real life students. But she, I feel like I'm not talking to you guys over here. Um, she just has this huge heart for um, families and has such an amazing word for, for y'all today. And so I'm excited to hear from her as well for you guys. So anyway, so let's get started. Um, y'all just forgive, forgive me. I'm usually back with the kids. So um, yeah. We're just going to be really light and fun today, but also we've got really great word for you guys. So um, we're going to start with Cass. Okay. Hi. Good morning. Um, I need all the ears of the people who are under the age of, I don't know, like probably 15. Okay. So turn your ears on. At my house, we say click, click. That's how we turn them on. Um, so I need you guys to help me out a little bit. Raise your hand if you have a friend, any friend. Hey, and grown-ups can answer too. That's okay. So raise your hand if you have a friend. Raise your hand if you have a best friend. I do. I have a couple in this room, actually. Now raise your hand if you have a very best friend in the whole wide world, someone that loves you so much that if you were without a tissue, but you were with a disgusting, sticky, globby green booger, 
that they would let you wipe it on their shirt. Do you have a friend like that? I don't. <laughs> I, my kids do. My kids have that kind of friend because I think that's happened to me a time or two. Um, so I want to tell you, though, that's kind of gross and silly, but I want to tell you that as a grown-up, I have some sticky green boogers. I mean, I do have this kind, too. But I have some that are like pride and selfishness and anger. Anger is one of my big, big, gross boogers. And I bet some of you have some pretty gnarly boogers, too, like maybe mm, telling lies or maybe bullying or maybe um, unwillingness to share. So the point is, we've all got really, really gross, disgusting boogers in our lives. And if you were at VBS this weekend, and I hope you remember the two main need-to-knows, and I'm going to need some help. If you do remember, oh, Finn remembers, first day, shout it out. It was three words. God, God made me. That's right. Okay, and day two, we had two words. The first version was kind of funny words. Do you remember? God provides. Jehovah Jireh. Yes, God provides. Good job, guys. So, if you don't have a best friend your age in school or in church or anywhere like that, I want you to know that Jesus wants to be your very best friend. And Jesus is the kind of best friend that accepts all of those gross boogers, that selfishness, that pride, that anger. He takes all of those things, and he can turn them into something really beautiful. He really can. When we are vulnerable and share our, <laughs> share our boogers with each other, <laughs> he can make something really special. Um, so I want... To keep, I want you guys to keep coming to church because we want to tell you more and more and more stuff about Jesus. And I've got a feeling that if you're in this room right now, that you've got grown-ups in your life that want to know more about Jesus themselves and that they want you to learn more too. And so I want you to keep bringing your grown-ups to church. You guys come to Little Life, come to Kid Life, come to 412, and bring those grown-ups with you so that you can all learn more about Jesus and so that you can all get rid of the bugs. Okay? You got it? That's it. I bet nobody thought they were going to hear about boogers today in church. A lot. But I love it. And when you are in children's ministry and you have littles, that's what it is all about. So anyway. Okay, so Colby, I think, is going to talk to us a little bit about... Um, well, you... You, you uh, just go ahead. Yeah, you gave me the question about kind of... How do we reach our kids, our students? Uh, again, I deal with more middle-aged or middle <laughs> grades. <laughs> middle-aged. Hey, trust me, I deal with some middle-aged parents. Uh, no, but uh, the middle school is really where we're focused. But more than that, this this is a um, an idea and a way that I've learned because I'm not not perfect at this. I'm telling you, I'm learning with your kids. Understand that, and so I get the privilege of pouring into your kids on a Sunday morning. But it's so much more than that. Um, what I've learned over the past few months, and I've been sharing this with Kim, I've been, it's funny because even the way we do our check-in sheets have changed. And let me, let me go into that. So normally I just had names, grade, what school they go to. And I told Kim, I said, you know, I said, I'm not, there's more to this than just a Sunday morning. Let me get out there with these students. Let me go support them in what they're doing. So then I changed my checkout sheet to just names. And let me remind myself, what events do you have this week? What do you got coming up that I can come watch you be you and, and support you in doing what you love? 
that has been more of an impact, not only for me, but for the students, um, to see my face and to see them in their element. And when they see you just, I mean, what kid doesn't want to show off what they can do, not only to their parents, but to their friends? And as insignificant as I feel in their lives at some point, for only being there for a Sunday morning, um, it's pretty cool to see the excitement on their face um, when I show up to some of these events. It's really cool to hear the stories they tell me and the conversations that spur from those moments of just sharing that one activity with them. And so when she asked me that question, what does it look like or how do you reach kids right now? Give them just a little bit more of your time. Give them a little bit more of your attention. Let them show you who they are because that means more than, than anything I can do but for like 45 minutes to an hour in that room. That little bit of personal time with them makes all the difference in the world. And I've seen a change with my students when I've been able to go out and support them. I've seen soccer games, baseball games, piano recitals, um, basketball games. I mean, and it's funny because we get selfish with our own time. But I was more rewarded and more thankful and enjoyed that more than I can actually express to you in words. Um, and it's been an amazing journey. And these are things that I'm learning with your students. And so I, I hope you understand that what we're doing there in, in, in the morning, like normally they would be in there with me this morning, is just a small snippet of what really needs to be happening outside the walls of these church. Because it's more about what Casey's gonna talk about shortly is what we can do in the four walls of our home that expounds on anything we can do in the short amount of time we have your kids here during Sunday morning. And so that's where my heart's been. If you guys see me outside of this church, come talk to me, come say hi to me because I love your students in a way that I can't always express, like I said, in a 45 minute window of time. But what I wanna do is always support your students. I wanna help you guys in any way possible. And that's where my heart's going. The more I can get out, and when school starts back up, you're gonna see me more at these events because that's what I enjoy doing. And more than anything, I love supporting your students. So that's my answer to that is, that's the way I reach the students now is support them outside of what we can do here. It's hard. I mean, this, this day and time, it's harder and harder and harder to reach those students and to, to get on, <laughs> to get on their, their level. Well, to, and to back that up, you know, we're, we're combating all the technology. The, 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 and that's another reason why I focus more of my time, out, trying to focus more of my time outside of the church because they're so consumed with attention span. You know, we got, we got, we've always got something in our hands, we're always focused on something. So if I can go meet them where they're at in their element, I can, I can almost guarantee you it's more beneficial than anything I can do in there. Because now I've come to them, the, the technology isn't a factor for me to pay attention to your students outside of the four walls versus them trying to pay attention to me while they're in there. And so it makes a bigger impact and I think it has a little more um, connection with the students when they do come back in on Sunday where maybe they didn't pay attention to me before, but when they see me show up for them, they give me a little more attention in the room. And so I think it goes, goes both ways. Yeah, I, I think we can take that um, even as parents and say, don't be afraid to get on the level of your of your kids. If we're talking about boogers, <laughs> or if we're talking about, yeah, I mean, working past that technology. So yes, specifically, Colby's speaking of ministry and how that that has 
challenging in, in what he's trying to do, but I think that as parents, we can take that for ourselves as well and say, don't be afraid to get down on the floor with your kids. I mean, that is, as parents, that's the best thing we can do is to get on their level and love them, meet them where they are, for sure. So, Casey, Casey's got a really great word for you guys today. I'm really excited. Um, I'll just let you. Let me plug I'll in VBS just for a second. Okay, okay. With Casey. So, I want to say this for next VBS parents, if, if, we, if we keep it this family style, please show up. Um, even being in, in this position doesn't make me a better parent, doesn't even make me qualified to love your students in the opportunity that I get to do. But Casey had such an amazing little span of time with just the parents this weekend. It challenged me in a way I haven't been challenged as a parent. And so it was by far, I think, for me this whole weekend, as much as I love seeing the students get to learn about Jesus and we got to spend time with them, your kids and stuff, for me, the most important thing this weekend was being challenged as a parent from what Casey's probably going to share a little bit with you guys. And it's just a snippet of what she showed us and told us. Yeah, but we it had was, an hour it was, it was, at VBS. Yeah, it was, <laughs> like it was literally, it was like God slapping me in the face and said, you can do more. And so, Casey, I appreciate you and I thank you for that. Well, good morning. And I'm going to tell you the same thing I told the parents yesterday. I am not standing here as an expert because um, parenting is hard, as y'all know, because I see some of you trying to juggle going, oh, here's a book, here's an activity, because you're in kid life and we're in church. But I love the sound of your children here because you're sitting alongside of your children. And even though it may be a wrestling match, I'm glad you're here with them this morning. But I'm going to tell you that there are days we do it well, and there are days I do it horrible. And wake up the next day and try to do it better. And so I'm just going to share a little bit with you about what I shared with them, um, that information that was shared with me about uh, 10 years ago and um, changed my life as a parent. I'm going to, uh, Kim asked, why do we do faith at home? And at home doesn't mean just the four walls of your house. It means when you're with your family. And the number one answer I'm going to give you, we do faith at home because we are called to do that by God. And I want to read a scripture out of Deuteronomy 6. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. First and foremost, you got to love God. These commandments that I give to you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So um, when uh, we went to a conference about 10 years ago and somebody began sharing faith at home and what that looks like as a parent, um, it changed my life. And um, it's not huge things. And parents, we're not perfect. And sometimes we think we've got to figure it all out before we can teach our children. And I'm going to tell you wrong because your children are going to teach you and you're going to teach them and together you're going to learn. So don't try to go get it all figured out and then go to your children. Teach your children while you're learning. They need to know what it's like when you fail 
They want to know what it's like when you do well, when you're stressed, when you're betrayed by a friend, when something doesn't work out that you were expecting to work out. Teach them how Jesus comes alongside of you in those moments. One of the things, um, there's a lot of great things you can do with your kids. Um, being intentional is number one. Being present in their life. And that scripture said when you lie down, when you wake up, when you um, go through life together. So yes, some of it's in your home. Some of it's when you're jumping in the car and you're driving them to school and you're um, getting them places. You're going places. You're on road trips. Be intentional. Um, I said yesterday, getting around the dinner table is difficult. Um, my, I have two daughters, one that's going to be a senior at college and one that's going to be a sophomore in high school. And right now, currently in our life, um, she's training in gymnastics until about 8 o'clock at night during the school year. So getting around the dinner table is hard. If we can find time to do that on the weekends, we got to do that. we got to get around together whenever you can find time with your kids. Um, ever since my girls were little, I drive them to and from school, um, to school mostly now, but um, we always kept a little devotional in our, in our door, and it was Jesus calling. And when they were little, we'd put CDs, or we'd have Air One, or K-Love playing in the music, because I want them to hear Jesus before they get out of the car and walk into the world of school. Because school is hard, and it's challenging. And so as they got older and were able to read devotions, they would take turns reading devotions in our, in our um, car on the way to school. And we would take turns praying on the way. But one of the things I want to share with you today is um, something they taught us. Uh, it's called having a blessing over your children. And there are cards around your chairs you saw today. And this was just one of the ones they gave us. And it comes straight from Numbers 6, 24 through 26. And um, they challenge us to play, pray blessings over our children. And I mean, whenever that is for you. For me, it was at night. At night, we read together and we prayed together. And I began praying a blessing over my girls um, when my college daughter was 11. And I'm going to tell you, she was 11. So she was in sixth grade at the time. And I thought, what is she going to think when I, like, say these words over her? Like, what is she going to think? But we committed to come back from the conference and put this in place and talk about these things with our family. And we did. And I remember going in the first night, and I memorized this. Um, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And I memorized it because I didn't want to have a card when I went in there. But if I needed a card, I would have a card. And I was so nervous. I was a mom, and she loved me, and I knew that. But I was nervous because I was doing something different. And I did this for about two or three nights. And, and I remember her looking up to me on that, that second or third night and going, Mom, what, what is that you're saying over me? And I told her it, it was a scripture from the Bible. And she said, show me, Mom. So we opened up my Bible. I'm getting emotional. This is hard to talk about. We opened up the Bible and I read it to her. And she said, okay. And we continued to do that. And through the years, um, we did that. And when she was away, um, I would text it to him. And there were nights she would text me, go, Mom, where's my, where's my blessing? And I would give it to her. And I was real faithful with Ashlyn. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't been as well with Caitlin and Kim calling me back to doing this. I told the parents yesterday, it's kind of re-put back into place the things that I've let 
fall aside that I need to be intentional about with my daughter. I have three more years before she graduates. Um, but I, I remember she competed at nationals about a month ago, and I remember before she went out on, on, on the floor, just scooping her up and I go, and just kissing her forehead and giving her that blessing and sending her with peace onto that floor mat. And that matters, you guys. And uh, this is the hardest one to share, but the night before we took Ashlyn to college, we sat on my bed and we all piled in and Brody and Caitlin and Ashlyn and I plowed together and it was the last night we were gonna get to pray with our girls before she went to live at the college dorm. And we said this blessing over her one more time in our home before she went to bed. And it was hard. And it took us a while to get it out. But we did. It matters, you guys. You can pray for your children every day. You can do devotions with your children. You can get around the dinner table. And one of the parents yesterday talked about highs and lows. What's your high today? What's your low today? And I love because she shared, go deeper. Okay, with that low, what can you do to change that? How can you make that better? So you're showing them Jesus by compassion, by being intentional, by listening, by just doing life with your children. Be intentional because they need that and they're going to remember it and it matters. It matters if you share your heart, your wins, and your losses with your children because they need to own that faith. When they leave your house, they need a faith of their own. And so you've got to model it, walk beside them, talk them through it so that they can take it with them when they head out of the house to college. So. Now, I was just going to say, it was so inspiring last night. My daughter's at Camp Cana Cook, my oldest, and uh, she talked about this blessing, the scripture. So I know Aubrey doesn't have her phone. That's my oldest daughter. And when I sent the text, it, it come up as sent as a text message, so I know she hadn't received it yet. But every night, and I already started it last night, I sent her this verse. That's how much I believe in that. Um, every night before we go to bed, and I'm not the best at it. We've, we've missed some nights. But my kids always ask, Daddy, come in here and say our prayers with us. They, they want it. When you start giving them that, that scripture, that love, and you speak into their lives, they, they crave it. And you get them, and she made this, the best analogy yesterday about baseball, about with our faith outside of the church and faith at home, about, yeah, you can go take them to a baseball field and give them a glove, give them a bat, give them a ball, and just drop them off and leave them, and they may figure a few things out. But if you don't instruct them, if you don't pour into them, they're never going to have the grounded foundation of how to use those idols, but use their faith. Because then somebody, if you just left them, somebody come in with a soccer ball, they start playing soccer, like, well, is this baseball? Well, what is this? And so, but as you do that in your home, then you give them a foundation that they can stand on and know where they belong and what to do. And so again, thank you so much for that. Can I say one more thing? Families, one more thing you can do together like I said, sometimes you're teaching them the Word of God, but sometimes you're living the Word of God. Go serve with your families. Find somebody in need that you can help. Somebody who has had a rough week, 
fix a meal for them. Get your kids in a chair up on the cabinet beside you. Cook a meal for them. Help people around them. Go serve in places that are needed. If you serve alongside of your children, you're going to teach them to look outside of themselves. Like you said, you can talk about a world of technology where we're all in a party of one. Teach them to, to, to look up from their phones, to look away and look around the community that you were surrounded by and see where there's needs. Go take them and meet those needs in the community. Serve alongside them. That's another way to live out your faith with your family. Can I, I, I want to say something about serving. So I forgot to say this, but that is a perfect segue. This weekend... Uh, as a mom with small kids at VBS, I felt so loved and served by those of you that did choose to do this, that had your families out here, that your teenagers were here. I was so impressed with how many teenagers were here to, to love on us and take care of us and have a blast with us. And I just want you to know, like, my cup is so filled, and my kids had such a good time and asked such good questions, and I just, I'm grateful to all of you for, for serving us this weekend and funding that. If you weren't here with your body, like, your tithe helped, helped us Absolutely. to be able to be together and, and enjoy that time, so thank you. So I, I just want, before we kind of wind things down, I just want to, as I was listening to Casey just kept coming back in my head, it's never too late to start this with your kids. It doesn't matter if they're in college right now. You can start something so simple as praying that blessing over your children will just spark conversation with them that could lead to other things. And I think that's part of um, why we wanted to do a family style VBS um, is to get sometimes you, you don't realize how easy it is just to have a conversation with your kids and that conversation can lead to things um, conversations about Jesus and about how you're living and, and, and they can feel more comfortable to ask you questions and, and the fact that, that you are going to, you know, you're praying God's word over them is huge and again it's something so simple um, but it's never too late to start doing that. So I would encourage encourage you guys to to do that for sure. And I've 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 just asked Casey um, to pray over our families um, as we kind of close close the panel. Um, do y'all have anything else you want to add or say? Well, just the, I just love these guys. Just and, that you said it's not too late. And the, when I st I'm, I'm literally going to text this to my daughter every night, whether she has her phone <laughs> or not. And I, she's I, in college. It, that's what I'm saying. She's 19. Yeah. Uh, Going to be 20 this year. And I've never done this with her. So to, it's not too late. And, and like she says, we're living proof that we're not doing it right all of the time. And we're learning constantly. So I'm not going to stop doing some of these things that she challenged us with. We did the peak in the pit yesterday while we ate. That She was talking about a parent who come, told us about this in that, in that little mini conference we had. And it's a great way to get your kids to talk and to give you the highlight of their day, the lower of their day. And so, ab absolutely, it's not too late. I'm doing, it, doing this with my younger kids as well. And so I encourage you, just because your kids may be a little older, you can never invest enough into your kids. Absolutely. And with this little simple blessing, I love this because there's times that our kids just need to be blessed. May the Lord bless you and keep you. There are times that they need grace when, when they're struggling May the Lord be gracious unto you. 
And then there's times that they need peace and all the chaos and craziness in their world. And sometimes when I pray that, I know my child needs peace in that moment. And man, the word of God is full of blessings like that. You don't even have to use that one. Open up Psalms. They're full of blessings that you can say for your children. But I just want to pray for you guys as parents um, and close out our time together. Dear Lord, we love you so much. And we just thank you for the amazing weekend um, that our children and families had here together. And God, I just pray a blessing over the families that are in this room today, the families who are unable to be with us all across this town, Lord. Just that you wrap your arms around each child that you have here, Lord. And that you give us the strength and courage, especially as parents, to go do it better. To go love our kids harder and longer and uh, more intentional. Lord, we just thank you for this church. We thank you for our time together this morning. And God, just be with us as we go into this next week. And all that is before us, you know that. Pave a way for us, Lord, and walk beside us. Carry us in those moments we need you just to carry us. Um, give us strength and courage to face whatever comes our way. All this we ask in your name. Amen. Amen.